You're listening to Ghoul's Hollow, Memoirs of a P.I. Listener discretion is advised. stood awkwardly in the middle of the room for several minutes as static and laughter swirled around me. What did he mean by only? Was Rigby a serial killer that had bodies stashed throughout the inn? I had no idea what was going to happen next, but I knew standing around while a dead asshole laughed at me definitely wasn't it. I walked over to the spirit box and flicked the switch, <laughs> cutting Rigby off mid-ha. Stay mad about it, pal. The rest of the night and morning hours were spent pacing back and forth in the assumed safety of my regular room and frantically writing thoughts and ideas on post-it notes. I soon had the makings of another conspiracy board. When it was what may have been considered a reasonable hour, I texted Dallas. Hey, so I have news and bad news. What do you want first? He responded almost immediately. Don't you mean good news and bad news? Seconds later, another text. Never mind, it's you. Okay, news, then bad news. I tried to be as short and sweet as possible in my response. News? Still haunted. Bad news? Potentially more bodies? I'll keep you updated. Gotta go. I shoved my phone into my bag without waiting for his response, gathered up some notes and photos, and started heading towards the lobby. I'd gone through everything I had with me, and the only other missing Ghoul's Hollows folks I knew of were Lucy and Anderson. But they'd been missing for centuries before Rigby showed up. There was really one only other person I could talk to to see if there were still any other missing people from Ghoul's Hollow. I opened the main door to the inn, and she stood there, one hand raised to knock. Jessica! Jessica smiled up at me the morning sun glinting off the beautiful purple hues in her curly hair. Hi, Diana. I was hoping to speak with Bonnie. Her voice trailed off as she leaned a bit to the side to look behind me and into the darkened front room of the inn, a slight flicker of sadness crossing her face. I looked down at her, not even sure with what to say. As my mouth opened, she put up a finger to silence me before holding out her hand, palm turned up to reveal a broken mahjong tile. I already know. I just hoped that I was wrong. She made her way over to one of the benches on the front porch and sat down, staring off into the horizon. I sat down next to her and put my arm over her shoulder. I am so sorry, Jessica. I was actually on my way to come talk to you about all this, and it it was all so sudden. It's been a hectic few days. Jessica patted my knee and smiled. I know, darling, it's okay. These things happen. I've lost so many friends over the years. I, It sounds awful. I've just gotten used to it. Bonnie was older. And she had a full life. This shouldn't be sad. I just want... 
I just, I will miss her. Her eyes glistened with the tears she refused to let fall, and I squeezed her hand. Can I give you a ride home? I'm about to head out myself, and I wouldn't mind the company. She squeezed my hand back and nodded before getting up and slowly heading towards the car. As we made our way down Main Street, Jessica was pointing out random groups of kids, passersby, an interestingly trimmed shrub, basically anything to keep the conversation going and away from Bonnie. Ooh, a coffee shop? It's, it's new. Let's go there. She pointed at Kevin's Cafe, a new store sign out at the front. I pulled over and parked, getting out and looking at the monstrosity. Kevin B.'s Coffee Shack. We stepped inside, joining the short line of folks waiting to get their own cup of caffeine. Oh my god, it says like two days left before he arrives. Are you excited? There was a group of teens huddled together around an iPhone, all chatting at once. The kid that appeared to be the phone's owner was the same one I'd seen there before when everyone would have been talking about that friend app. They did not look excited. The line moved forward, so we shuffled away from the group of kids, their chattering fading into the rest of the background of the busy cafe. When we got to the front of the line, Kevin was the barista. He handed some cups to the other customers before turning towards me. Diana, how are you doing? He then noticed I wasn't alone and turned towards Jessica. As he scanned her face, his smile faltered briefly before he made it even wider. Jessica leaned in to read his name tag. Kevin? Why, there hasn't been a Kevin in these areas in about 45 years. She looked up at him, smiling back before holding out her hand. I'm Jessica, the town... Mm historian, I guess. I run the museum at the edge of town. It's nice to meet you, Kevin. Kevin's hand shot out, and he shook Jessica's hand so quickly that if you sneezed, you'd have missed it. Kevin Beckison. Beckison, hmm? I don't think there's been a family here with that name. Are you new to the town entirely? She sounded shocked, like she hadn't met an outsider in years. I looked at Kevin suspiciously. You're really going to go with Beckison, huh? He laughed. Well, it's my name. Why else would I name my cafe Kevin B? And... He reached under the table before producing some new business cards. Kevin Beckison. Printed boldly across the top. Would someone using a fake name get business cards printed with that fake name on it? As I was about to respond, a loud rumbling echoed through the cafe. Charles's RV pulled up and he clambered out and headed towards the sidewalk, Lucy materializing and following behind him. Someone had to talk to Charles about Bonnie. I didn't think he'd found out yet. I sighed and went to excuse myself so I could go and try and speak with him, but Jessica stopped me. I've been meaning to catch up with Charles. How about you get us some coffees and I'll meet you outside? She was out the door before I could argue. I turned back and Kevin was holding out two cups. This one's for you and this one's for Jessica. On the house. I'm sure you're in a hurry. I could tell when I was being told to leave, so I thanked him and took the cups before joining Jessica outside. They were seated on one of the benches out front, 
Jessica had her hand on Charles's shoulder as he leaned forward, his face in his hands. Lucy sat beside Charles, her face cast down as her mouth moved silently. I came up to them, unsure of what to do. I didn't want to interrupt them, but I also didn't want Jessica to be the target of any of Charles's outbursts. Jessica smiled at me and took the cup I held out. Charles looked at the cup before he noticed me holding another. You two don't see it? You can't taste it? He jumped up before running towards his RV and driving off, leaving us in his dust. I looked at Jessica as she examined her coffee before taking a sip. Oh, that's delicious. She took another sip and stopped, looking closer at the cup. Isn't that strange? I never told him my last name. Written on the side of the cup in thick Sharpie was Miss Jane. I looked back at the coffee shop as I sipped my coffee. I was starting to get the idea that Kevin Beckison wasn't who he said he was. It was probably time to add him to my conspiracy board. But damn, he made a good cup of coffee. Thank you for listening. Our custom sound was created by Kevin Ross. Our custom artwork and sound editing was done by Michael Pivas. If you'd like to reach me, please email me at ghoulshollow at gmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook at Ghoulshollow the Podcast. Thank you.